0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley
1: on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Troops. We will talk about these coaching openings now with Bill Belichick out in New England. Nick Saban leaves Alabama. Rabel out, Pete Carroll out. Uh we've got some betting markets here on like who the next head coach of some of these various openings will be. Does it surprise you to hear? Bill Belichick is the, if not one of the favorites to be the new head coach in every single team, basically that has an opening. Probably, probably not very surprising. We will get to that coming up later in the hour. We'll also talk Joel Embiid, who apparently will miss tomorrow night's game for the Philadelphia 76ers with left knee swelling. Kinda like not giving him um like a lot of wiggle room here if he's gonna miss more games this season to be eligible for postseason awards. We will talk about Joel Embiid's MVP candidacy and like what all of this means for Embiid and the rest of the MVP conversation with Jokic, SGA, Luca, Giannis, and more coming up later this hour. But for right now, we gotta uh, finish up the line movement here for Super Wild Card Weekend. Uh we touched on the Lions and Rams to close our number three. Uh here it is in short form. Uh we like the Rams. Now let's talk Monday Night Football. Uh Jake bring the music up here. And Ken, let's talk the Eagles and the Buccaneers in the, the Ronde Barber Bowl. Still remember. 2002 NFC Championship game when Ronde was bringing that pick six back to clinch the NFC title for Tampa I celebrated like the Giants won the Super Bowl It was all I had at that point was rooting against the Philadelphia Eagles uh here's where we're at right now Philly uh and then of course we uh we bet Tampa against Philly a couple years ago but it's was really awesome uh Eagles a three point road favorite at Tampa right now total is 43 and a half Jalen Hurts told reporters earlier today that he had not thrown a football since Philly's loss in Week 18 this past Sunday at the New York Football Giants. And then Hurts listed it in practice at, with a limited designation, which I think means like we will, we're going to see Hurts play, obviously. And the betting market didn't even react to that news. Philly stayed a three-point road favorite. Uh, A.J. Brown didn't practice today for Philadelphia. He got banged up, obviously, in the game on Sunday. Devontae Smith said that he will play on Monday night for the Eagles. So kind of like a lot going on here, but Ken... Betty Market seems like to, unfazed by all of this news, kind of like, what do you make of this year? What do you think here of the Eagles and the Bucks on Monday night?
0: Uh, so, yeah, the, the market for the game, like you mentioned, hasn't really changed a whole lot. The Eagles are three-point road favorites. The totals 44. That's basically the conversation we were having on Monday. They were kind of like between two and a half and three, but seemed like everywhere was going to go to three. And that happened. So that's like very basic, right? There's like not a whole lot going on there. It's like a really small line move from even a few days ago. Yeah, the injury stuff is really interesting. On Monday, I said, just like my opinion on the game was, I I think the Eagles have a 0% chance to win the Super Bowl. I think they will not win. I don't think that's really like speaking out of turn or saying something crazy. Look at their price on the market. The market thinks they're really unlikely to win. I think they're a zero. I think they got no shot um maybe they can get back to the game i think that's a pipe dream i think that's really unlikely i wouldn't even mind fading them in the right situation uh they're playing the worst team in the playoffs they're playing the worst team in the playoffs now the steelers with no watt maybe could qualify as the worst team because he's so impactful for them but let's say like he was somewhat healthy or he has the chance at least to come back at some point uh tamp is dreadful they're really bad and uh they're also coached by a coach in Todd Bowles who I would never been in a playoff game of my life depended on it and they're quarterbacked by a quarterback in Baker Mayfield who I don't really care about like the lack of postseason success or the games that he's played in like just I guess the the way I would frame that is like that he hasn't played in that many of them not even that he's been that bad just like he's playing with multiple injuries right now it's quite obvious so I have Todd Bowles and hurt quarterback okay so like when the Eagles say AJ Brown doesn't practice or say hurts hasn't thrown a ball or whatever that's why the market doesn't move. I think <laughs> because it's like, because like that means people would have to want to bet Tampa and
1: I'm people. And I don't, I don't. It's like, this is like Tommy e. Lee I, I Jones and the fugitive, right? right. AJ Brown doesn't I don't practice. Care. And Ken, what do you say?
0: Right. <laughs> I don't care. Right. It just, you know, I, it doesn't mean Tampa can't win. Uh, Pozzola came out. I said, Tampa was his favorite bet of the weekend. It, it like, it tracks only in this way, like to like Tampa in that, like the sort of ratings that are out there dvoa all like the advanced vector stuff all the you know epa play, all, all of this take it all in totality uh it paints a picture that tampa is actually better than philadelphia from a rating standpoint even if it's only slightly and because of how they played this season and so the market is funny for this game because it's an expectation that basically like this is different than what we've seen in the regular season hey i know you watched these teams play all these games but it's actually different than what that says. That's sort of like what the betting market is for this game, which is really interesting. I think my thing is like, I just agree with that. <laughs> I just agree that it's also different and like, cool. You could be contrarian and be like, hey, it's Tampa. Cause look at DVOA and look at all this stuff. Like, great. I understand. Um, that means that I have to bet Todd Bowles basically to win a game in the playoffs against the Eagles to cash my bet. I have to bet Baker Mayfield playing with multiple injuries to beat the Eagles and that pass rush I think there's a, not even non-zero, I think there's a way higher chance than we think that he gets knocked out of this game. Like, way higher than we think that he gets knocked out of this game. Like, if you watched the Carolina game last week, oh, it's, I mean, it's unders anyway for me with him in this game, but, like, it's way unders just for that reason for me. I might bet some alts that, like, imply he gets knocked out. Like, what's under 50 yards? What's under 100 yards? Stuff like that at, like, big prices. There's no way you could have watched the Carolina game and think that that's not possible. There's just no way. He was, he was a zero in the game and he sustained an additional injury in addition to the rib injury he's already dealing with here's, here's the Eagles pass rush. You know, the one thing they're good at, you know, that thing, just like what, what's that going to be? So I just that's my concern um I get why people like Tampa people that like Tampa there's a correlation that's probably the same people like the Dolphins because those are the two games where the market for the game is not representative of how the teams have played all year Kansas City's not that much better than Miami and Philadelphia is not this much better than Tampa if you go by the regular season like all the games But I don't want to do that, especially in this game, and especially with how Tampa's playing. I feel like how Tampa played down the stretch is like being totally glossed over, trucked by the Saints, basically couldn't score against Carolina. Now it's like, I love Tampa in this game? No way. Just both teams suck. They're both brutal. Um, I might bet Philadelphia in the game, three is like a tough number to lay, but I I do think that they will win the game.
1: Yeah, so it's like, if, if both teams suck, I guess. And look, and I came on the show on Monday. Uh, I think that's like I think I I'm sure, what number did I bet on Sunday? I like two with the Eagles, and it was like, well, I just think this is going to close three. Yeah. If both if if both teams suck, is three like a valuable bet to make with the underdog, the home underdog? Then if both teams are really bad,
0: no, because it's both teams suck. But like, let's we we did this with Rams and Lions, and it was like your crescendo or your like bullet point for why you like the Rams so much. The Eagles have by far the better quarterback and by far the better coach and it's not even close and i can bet them three in a game with like minimal home field advantage that's a pretty good deal honestly that's not a bad deal are bad. You, uh... and i don't and I, I say this to someone who doesn't think the eagles are good and think they are zero percent to win the super bowl and i just this isn't the game for that this isn't the time to do that
1: Three makes it a really interesting conversation. I think the total's a little interesting also as we approach kickoff, depending on what the injury reports are going to be in this game. Uh, yeah, I think... I Also, just like... I would never argue that Bowles is a better coach than Sirianni. Sirianni almost won a Super Bowl. Like, Sirianni might get fired on Tuesday, depending on how this game goes. And look, like, again, I think Bowles is the worst... I'm a New Yorker, yeah. not a Jets fan, but I watched him coach the Jets for four seasons. Like you watch, you listen to the show, you watch the show. You know, I don't think Todd Bowles is a great coach. I I don't know that the difference between the two of them is like really like potentially that fast. Like, I think the jury is still like, out a little bit on Sirianni.
0: Yeah, but like I, this is the but this is the thing about the teams. Both teams are bad. There's still a difference. Both coaches are bad. There's still a difference. Like there's still a difference. Like come on, like are you, are you I, gonna?
1: I, I'm not. You think you'll?
0: Lay I'm it? not here for. St- or 10 Todd Bowles are the same. Like, so really? Like, you're really going to try to make that argument, man? Like, come on. Like, they're not. not, not they're not. Not that they're, not that they're not the same.
1: All. I just think Sirianni's, like, maybe worse than we all thought.
0: Okay, cool. So, let's say Todd Bowles is 28th and Sirianni's 21st. Which, by the way, last year he would have been, like, number two or something. Yep. And let's say he's going from second to 20. Okay, great. Big difference between the coaches. One's dead last of the coaches that haven't been fired yet. And the other one's not dead last and hurts even hurt is better than Mayfield. So like, I don't, I agree with this market. Like I, I don't, I don't think Tampa is some great bet. Like I, I the, all the people that bet Tampa plus three, like, I feel like you're going to be sitting there. The game's going to kick off. They're going to show Todd Bowles. And you're just going to be like, what did I just do? I need him to win, to win the game. I need him to do that to catch my bet. Really? Why? I don't know why people would bet that coach at this number.
1: Are you going to uh, lay Philadelphia?
0: I'm either going to bet them to win. I'm going to. F- I I want to play on them to beat Tampa in some way. I don't know how I want to do that yet, and I definitely want to bet the Mayfield unders.
1: I, I like just like the under fifty yards is a very funny bet.
0: Just okay, like Jalen Carter lands on him. What happens?
1: Yeah, and look, he got like, knocked out of the game watched- last week. Like I just like I a, a couple times, right? And it was just like, yeah, well, I guess comeback player. Then he's done if he's gonna if he's gonna like yeah. like limp off to the sidelines after every play. I I I don't know that I can like lay three with Philadelphia, but I agree with you. that I think the Eagles are gonna win the game. Like I already have a bet on Philadelphia at a number below three. Three, I don't think I would ever bet Philly. I don't think I would lay the three. But like we like figure out like you said like Eagles Browns money line. Eagles, Eagles, Rams money line. Eagles, Cowboys money line. I would still
0: just lay the three. Like if I just, I'd rather do that than tie them to needing another result to win money. Like I'll, I'd rather lay the three than tie them to something else.
1: All right, okay. That's the Eagles in the box. We'll do more on this game, obviously, as we approach kickoff. We'll do it on Monday, obviously, here on uh, on the show. All right. I I feel like that's your strongest thought of the weekend is Philly, based on the analysis just now.
0: I don't know what my strongest. Like I, I,
1: I I have to tell you, like you made, and like I, I don't think that I would lay three with the Eagles. I think you made a case that to me means that you should definitely bet Philadelphia because it sounds like you absolutely love it.
0: The argument in this game everywhere is like Tampa's valuable because like look at what the teams have done, and I just like, like you know what that means though, right? When you bet the game, that like you need this coach and this quarterback who's hurt to do this thing like whatever the rating says like you need that to have this is why I can't bet Miami yet like I just I gotta like how do I think this even happens like they have no players <laughs> like I just at some point there actually is a breaking point for how injured you can be and not win a game and to have this quarterback in that situation and uh, this is just it's all of the negatives are like oh well Philly sucks and the defense is bad then we look at Tampa and anything they've done all year anything like there is zero to win this. They're both zeros. Just I think Philly's gonna win this game. All
1: right. There you have it. Uh we'll do more on this game, obviously, as we approach kickoff. And then that is it moves for Super Wildcard weekend in the NFL. All right, we'll get to Joel Embiid. Uh gonna miss tomorrow night's game, what it means for MVP candidacy. Uh you can only miss what, like eight more games now after this one before he is ineligible to win postseason awards. We'll give you all our bets for tonight as well. But look, we obviously had a ton of big news in sports. And for people that are here expecting, like, us to do, like, two hours on Bill Belichick leaving New England, like, it's just not, like, we're a sports betting show. And there's not really, like, a ton of bets to be placed right now on that. So we do other stuff. But we do need to touch on it because it's a massive story in sports. And there is a betting implication. Now, it's not something you can bet a lot of money on or at, like, our show sponsor. But there are sports books that offer this stuff. More fun for, like, conversational purposes than anything. And that's, like, where where do we think these guys are potentially all going to end up? Uh, Before we do that, though, Ken, you are – or at least grew up as a fan of the New England Patriots. Uh, anything, anything for you here on your guy Bill Belichick and party ways with your childhood favorite football team after six Super Bowls and nine appearances.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't claim to like speak for all Patriots fans and like people who still follow the team really closely because that's just not me. Um, but like they, they won their first Super Bowl when I was a senior in high school. Senior in high school. I'm going to turn forty uh, in August. Just. Like, I I almost don't even have to say anything else. Like, that's just insane. Like, a sustained run of success like that, even if the last few years haven't been particularly good. So, yeah, just um, I think it makes all the sense in the world that he's not the coach anymore. Uh, I think him not being particularly good at personnel kind of finally caught up to everything else since Brady wasn't there anymore. And I think that makes a lot of sense. I don't think that's surprising to anybody who follows the team. I'm, I, I'll be honest, even as like a lukewarm Patriots fan, someone who only like really casually follows the team, like I have friends and some family members who are still fans. I, uh, I'm i actually kind of like excited just to see who the next guy is and like something different, just something different. And that's not that he sucks or that I'm not like, this wasn't amazing or he's not the best ever or whatever. It's just like, great. And now just something new can also be fun. Even if the new thing is insane or Josh McDaniels or something really, oh, really God! Stupid, well, not that. Don't just, say that. But, but even just as a, as a fun new thing to follow, I'm ready, like, even even as a better, I'm ready for something new than like, oh, Belichick is a home dog, like, gotta take the point. Great, that was nine years ago. Can we just, can we get some new trends here? Can we get some new stuff going on? Just like, it felt all stale in every way, and now it's, now it's done, so I think that's a good thing.
1: Qu- quarter century, like an insane run of success for the greatest NFL head coach of all time. Yeah. The Super Bowl. And the, uh, yeah, And also, like, the greatest defensive coordinator of all time. And, like, he, he wants to still coach, which means next season Bill Belichick will be a head coach of one of these teams in the National Football League. Will it be the Washington Commanders? What about the Atlanta Falcons? Dallas Cowboys? We'll talk about a lot of these head coaching openings in the NFL, and we'll also talk Alabama on the other side.
0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
1: We will talk Joel this is tomorrow night's game for the Philadelphia 76ers, an NBA Most Valuable Player, coming up in a little bit. Also give you all our bets for tonight, NBA, NHL, and more. But, as, uh, as you might know, been a pretty busy 48 hours in the world of sports. A number of high-profile coaches either, like, fired or, like, pushed steps st- mutually... Parted ways, whatever, or retired. Nick Saban out at Alabama, like truly the end of an era for probably the greatest head coach in the history of college football. Bill Belichick and the Patriots part ways, arguably the greatest head coach in the history of professional football. Mike Vrabel's on the market. Maybe he goes to New England, uh, fired by the Tennessee Titans. And Pete Carroll kind of like feels pushed out by the Seattle Seahawks. My sense is is that if Carroll takes a job, it would be at a top college program. I don't know if he coaches again as a head coach uh, in the NFL. Also apparently going to be like an advisor to Seattle, like whatever that means. He's not going to be the GM. John Schneider is the GM. So uh, I have Ken uh, at a prominent offshore Domestic sports books like our show sponsor, BetMGM, won't offer these markets. More for, like, conversation. Like, you can't bet a lot into these markets. But it's real fun to talk about. Kind of, like, think about what's going to happen next, right? See if we can predict some of this stuff. Um, I have a bunch of teams here. We know a bunch of coaches that are on the market. Kind of like what, like, tickles your fancy the most here as we approach hiring season in the NFL. And, of course, Alabama with a huge decision as to who replaces, like, the irreplaceable Nick Saban.
0: Yeah, some of the reporting I saw said, like, next 72 hours. And that was, like, yesterday that they were thinking about making a decision. Alabama, that is. So we can, we'll have that conversation, too. Um, actually, why don't we, I, I have the shortest amount to say on that one, I guess. Uh, and there's a market for that. And it's been going wild all day um, because Dan Lanning, Oregon's head coach, was rumored to be, like, the number one replacement. And then in, like, classic, like, actually, like, amazing – like like forethought or whatever, like how they decided to do this. Like he didn't just say that he wasn't going to be the coach and they wasn't going to leave Oregon. They turned it into a recruiting video.
1: They're to, like, very Oregon. smart, yeah. right? They're like he's they're very like, smart like, too, right? Yeah. Yes, they're doing like they, they are doing like 3D chess, and I mean that as a compliment. Like landing with Oregon, right. very intelligent so, with the way that they present themselves on the program.
0: So just uh, I don't know who the next Alabama coach is going to be: the Kalen DeBoer, Mike Norvell, Sark. Lane Kiffin Dabo got like some run yesterday from just like college football people just almost thinking that it would be funny, actually, to be honest. Um, I don't think Alabama would hire Dabo, but I could be wrong. Uh, My best guess is the price that's dropped the most. I have like a friend that's down there. He sent me a note. Hey, like everyone's talking about Sark and Sark was 20 to one. When that happened, he's two to one. Right now, my guess is not that those rumors have to be accurate, just that people bet those rumors. <laughs> like, that's basically what happened. And the rumors could be really dumb. And they could be really stupid. They could not matter. Just that's. I think that's what got bet the same information probably that I got got to a lot of people and uh, talked talk to another person. They said the same thing, and that doesn't mean that he's going to leave Texas or be the coach. The other interesting thing is if he does leave Texas and he takes the job at Alabama, does Arch Manning go with him? Like that's the that's the other question. So.
1: Because I guess Quinn Ewers is because yeah. Quinn Ewers is coming back for another season, right? Correct. That was the other piece of news today yeah. in Texas.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like the I'm just not I'm not the most up on all this stuff. Just uh it's an interesting kind of what if to play out. I, so I, I kind of heard sark from somebody. I ran it by somebody else. They said the same thing. That's kind of interesting. We'll see what happens. I think that's one that we'll get. Like we might get I wonder if we get that even by the time we're off the air tomorrow, that they make a decision and move on stuff. And I, I only say that because I think the way I – w- I won't say for sure on this. I think the way the new transfer windows work, you want to have a guy in for the next window that's going to open up when everybody makes the decision. Like you don't want to have no coach for the next transfer window. Alabama already had a, a prominent player decommit, like a five-star wide receiver when Saban announced he was retired. You don't want that to happen like in mass. Like obviously you, you want to be able to sort of – uh you know, show, show the country that you're still like a strong presence and not that you're, you know, you have no idea what you're doing.
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be very interesting. Right. Uh, my thought would be, I just make this connecting dots. If Lane Kiffin stays at Ole Miss and like doesn't go to Alabama and he's one of the top two, just like the current odds. And these could be like obliterated by like the time you listen to this, yeah. you're listening to it in podcast form. DeBoer, even money, Norvell plus 150, Sark at two, Dan Lanning at three, Lane Kiffin at five, uh, Cooper Manning, Archie Manning, Eli Manning, all played at Ole Miss. Yeah, Peyton's the only one that didn't. Obviously, he played at, at the University of Tennessee. Maybe, would Arch ever go to Ole Miss to play for Lane Kiffin? I'm, can, I am have no inside information in college football. I'm like just connecting Stark dots. Left. The idea is like, what Manning left, Or if Sark left, yeah. Or like, uh, either Sark stays or I think the answer or that or would be yes.
0: I think, right, if, Arch, if, I think if, if, if Sark, if Sark Sa- left.
1: What if Sark stays? He's gonna, Arch is going to sit behind Quinn oh, Ewers sure. another season? Is he? No right. He's gonna be out of oh, there right?
0: Does Does he have to be behind Quinn Ewers to be at, to to play? Why can't Why couldn't he play next year?
1: I guess he could right.
0: I mean, Quinn Ewers took a team to the playoff. I know I'm just like being crazy here, but
1: you know, what college, really football that great college football.
0: It's it's the craziest sport ever. It's Arch Manning. <laughs> like, the, one, is, you don't think uh, we're gonna get the uh, fall, and, you, and it's gonna be like, well, it's a two man battle. Yeah,
1: but you know what this is? It, this is like the modern, uh, the modern equivalent, and this wasn't that long ago what I'm going to bring up. But like, the world is college football world has changed dramatically. This is like major Apple White, Chris Sims part two, assuming that Arch was sure. days of Texas. Where like Apple White was, yeah. it's not the same, but like Apple White was was better than Chris Sims, like in college, right. and like they kept playing Chris Sims over Apple White, even though Apple White was better. Uh this is like 20 years ago, just like dating myself a little bit here, <laughs> but whatever, I'm old. Uh okay. That's that's Alabama. NFL, um, just like with the markets that are open right now, Bill Belichick is an even-money favorite. And again, just to reiterate, like this is not predictive of anything, more for just conversation, right? Belichick is even-money to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. For what it's worth, like I just said, I have no inside information in the world of – I'm actually going from Bozo Arthur Smith to Bill Belichick. It's like a, from the outhouse to the penthouse. Um, I have heard this as well that Arthur Blank would, like, fall all over himself to hire Belichick. Even money to be the next head coach of the Falcons. Uh, Jordan Schultz, my old coworker, Billy to Report NFL Insider, just tweeted moments ago that the Commanders are not expected to pursue Belichick, that they're going to go in another direction. So Ben Johnson right now, who is like the hotshot offensive coordinator of the Lions, will almost surely be a head coach. He's the favorite right now to go to the Commanders. Jim Harbaugh, Minus one hundred and sixty to be the next head coach of the LA Chargers. Antonio Pierce minus two hundred and fifty to be the next head coach of the LA Raiders. Man, you want to know like how bad things Vegas are for the Raiders. Carolina Panthers? Formal what did I say? The LA, LA. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. Thank you. Uh Kellen Moore is the favorite right now to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. And just like, like if you're a head coach of any repute, like you're going to go work for David Tepper. Like they're almost gonna have to hire someone like Kellen Moore, like Eric enemy, maybe someone right. who wouldn't get a job otherwise. Perfect. Like that may like that may yeah, have to be like perfect, what Carolina yeah. does. And we have this for me Ian Rappaport. Tyler just put this on our screen. This is no surprise to anybody. Gerard Mayo, who's been like Patriots linebackers coach, obviously played for the Patriots under Belichick. Uh, strong candidate to replace Bill. The Patriots could hire him. They don't have to go through a hiring process um, because obviously like he's whatever. It's a bunch of legal mumbo jumbo, but they could just hire Gerard Mayo tomorrow if they wanted to with no repercussions. Um, and he... Any thoughts here? Any bets that you want to make? Obviously not for big money, but anything kind of stands out to you here? Um, I got a couple things uh, as well.
0: Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, guess it'd be like, all right, like uh, if Gerard may, it seems like the one that we feel the most, uh, I shouldn't say we, because I'm not confident in anything. The one that, whatever, the media seems the most confident in is that Mayo to the Patriots, it seems like a stronger link than any coach to anywhere else. Maybe with the exception of like, Belichick to Dallas if they lose, <laughs> or something that you were saying earlier. So, I guess it's like, all right, if it is Mayo, you know, like, would you want to bet anything? They, I mean, they got huge no. problems. They're going to, they're going to bot. They're honestly, they're okay. Like, maybe they draft a quarterback. They're still going to bot him out next year. They're like the least talented Raw in the league. They're terrible. And, uh and yeah, you don't have the defensive game plans anymore. Like, Mayo is a part of that. But, like, what we have to remember, too, like, oh, like, well, Mayo was a Belichick guy. Great. All the other Belichick guys go places and lose and get fired. That's where they all go. Here's another one. The idea, that just because it's the same team, like, to, okay, I would expect him, like, whether, whether that's unfair or not, I would expect the same fate to befall him as all of the other Belichick assistants that are sort of highly touted, which is that it turns out it was much more him and Brady in combination, and there wasn't a lot of oxygen for anybody else to, uh, to stand out as much. And so I would expect them to honestly have, okay, if Gerard Mayo is the coach and they draft uh, not Caleb Williams, whatever, some other quarterback, they have the lowest win total in the in the league next year.
1: Kyler will be back for Arizona, like starting for a full season.
0: Washington uh, commanders is have a more, probably a little better.
1: Commanders have a, oh, have a more talented roster. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be.
0: <laughs> it's, it's the yeah. two of them. But Patriots are in a way tougher division. They got Rodgers back. Miami, Buffalo.
1: Yep. Four,
0: Four and, and a six. half. I might bet under on that. There's no, there's no like magic anymore of like, well, they'll go over because he'll make it happen. There's no more of that.
1: Well, how about this? I and I said this on Weei in Boston a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I think Robert Kraft knows what he wants to do. That's my sense because like all the. There was way too much smoke for there not to be fire. Like, Krafts knew for a while that this was going to be what they were going to do, right? It's not like oh, he woke sure. up on Monday morning. It's like, I'm going to fire a bill. Like, they've known, right, that this yeah, was going to happen. a relationship
0: for several years. Yeah, I'm sure there's been a, some kind of plan in place.
1: Okay, so let's let's assume that that's true, right? That Kraft has known for a while. So, Ian Rappaport tweets this. He's the NFL mm-hmm. media insider. Do we think that this is like... Like a like a balloon that goes out there to kind of like test the waters yeah. to see like what's what's the reaction if we hire Mayo, definitely, which t- which tells me that they're not a hundred percent on him. Um, my now here's where I will guess. Like I have no information on this, and I'm guessing right now. You're right. All all the Belichick guys fail. You know who's a Belichick guy, but is also not a Belichick guy is Mike Vrabel, who played for Belichick, but is like not a Belichick yeah. guy. Uh I my. I have no information to back this up. Like no one has told me this. This is my opinion. It could be worth nothing. I think Vrabel will be the next head coach of the Patriots, not Gerard Mayo. Okay. Could be wrong. That's my guess.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, if you're if you're a Patriots fan, because now because now you put put Vrabel on this team next year and draft a quarterback, now you kind of have the Titans this year. Like that's kind of the team that that's you have. And that's what I
1: was going to say. So you go like like. There's no like he meaning Belichick kind of like finagles it figures out and wins the game, but if it's Vrabel,
0: yeah, you go six eleven, maybe, yeah,
1: sure, and they could exceed expectations, win a couple games as a plucky underdog, as like a big dog in a yeah. game and win, or at least compete and cover spreads. Like that's a little interesting.
0: Sure, totally agree. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. What uh, what was what's your next? You you mentioned like you heard Belichick Falcons and you kind of like snuck that in there like talk more about that like where did that come from like do you do you agree with that that's kind of an interesting one
1: i so my thought is like and it's kind of be it's kind of going to be and i just i want to look something up quickly here just to support what i'm going to say uh give me one second uh yep it's it's exactly so i think it's kind of it's the same thing with jerry jones not apples to apples uh blank arthur blank and it's it's almost It's different for Blank because Blank's never won. Like, Jerry's won three Super Bowls a long time ago, but he still won. Um, Blank, Arthur Blank, Falcons owner, (laughs) me and my boy Blank. Uh, Blank and Jerry Jones are both 81. Like, I hope they have a lot of long, great years ahead of them. I mean, that's sincere for anybody, right? Uh, I think they probably are feeling it a little bit, right? And I think it makes a lot of sense. My sense is for Arthur Blank, he wants to win – and he wants to win like right now, like Arthur Smith was. We are in salary cap hell. We know that we're going to struggle for a couple of years. Like the expectation for Arthur Smith, he got a six-year contract, was never like we're going to compete right away. It was we're going to have lean years. We're going to survive. kind of, like the salary cap. Remember the hell. win
0: total last year? The win total last year was like four and a half, five and a half. It's a very and low they won win total seven games. Year. And they won seven games.
1: And then. And it was just like the decision for, like, we don't have to belabor it, right? The decision to start Ritter, like his inane player usage, whatever. So now I think you're left with here. You're out of salary cap hell. Like, he's basically done a word that I'm not going to say, because I don't I don't like to say it on the air, to the general manager. It's kind of, like, really, like, gutted the GM. Basically, like, embarrassed the general manager in the press conference to fire Arthur Blank. Like, Terry Fondo's not going to be involved in, like, the next head coaching hire. He's sitting there with Rich McKay, who worked for the league forever, who's the president of the team now. Which means that I, I, I think, like, he's willing, like, he wants to give the next head coach, I think, like, full authority. I think he's basically setting up to hire a Bill Belichick. He's 81, and he. This team's actually ready to win with the quarterback, and it doesn't even have to be a guy they draft. Get like, get a veteran quarterback, and, I, and like, I'm not trying to like say who it's going to be yet. Maybe it's Russell Wilson. I, I don't know, and try and win next year in a bad division with Bill Belichick. That's also why I kind of think. Like, great, like, McCarthy can win 12 games a year every year. If you lose in the playoffs every year, like, a team's going to make a change. Like, that's just how this works. The Chargers fired Mario Schottenheimer after a 14-win season. Like, no, North Turner didn't win a Super Bowl, but, like, there's precedent for this happening. And why wouldn't Jerry try and hire Belichick, like, with this team next year if they don't win? To try and just win one Super Bowl before before he kicks the bucket? I'm not even trying to be an ass when I say that. Just, like, doesn't it make sense? doesn't that make sense to people The Cowboys lose this weekend so hmm. that's kind of what I'm thinking here for Belichick.
0: I think it's it's very really really interesting that was that was the part I wanted to make sure we hammered and you did your Cowboys thing earlier in the show too so that's we did a little bit of Belichick already like where where a next stop could be um, frable Patriots is very interesting Sark Alabama that's what I heard I would be like kind of you're gonna, you're by gonna that, go but,
1: you're yeah. gonna go from Saban to Sark I don't know we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do put like, anybody there. We'll do, like, another minute on this on the other side. Then we'll talk Embiid, and then we'll give you our bets for tonight.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. See,
1: With, like, unstable ownership, I would call it. With Amy Adams Strong who like fired Vrabel and then kinda like I think they like a really embarrassing deal. Well well, you know, like we could have traded Vrabel, but we kinda like, ha, too too lazy to do it. We wanted to get a jump start on things. Like what kind of answer is that? It's like a billion dollar like franchise here. Well, we didn't want like why weren't you like doing this pr- previously? Like getting the ball rolling on this, like stuff to, like that. To me, is really alarming. And if you're a big name head coach, like that's the organization you want to go and, and and work for. I don't know. And also, like Carolina, I guess like David Tepper could just give you like a, a like a bleep ton of money. Also, he's crazy. They have no first round pick, and maybe the franchise quarterback's bad. Like, that to me screams, like, we're going like, go to, like, go to a candidate that maybe won't get hired elsewhere. So, if you're, like, a Panthers fan or a Titans fan, like, Belichick's the co-favorite with Bobby Slowick to be the next head coach of the Titans. A wise man, Ken, once said, Good luck with that, Tennessee. All right, that can be it for now. We'll do, uh... We'll do a lot we'll do more, more tomorrow because it's really fun. Yeah, it's yeah. really great. Also, um, I got a tweet from someone, which is not necessarily like great reason to do it, but like I, I think we had a good time doing this last uh, uh, Friday before the playoffs. Should we do like like the yardage leaders tomorrow on the show for a segment?
0: Oh yeah, I uh, I bet one guy in one of the markets, so we can do it. I think receiving I is like, the most interesting one.
1: I think like we've got like almost like hashtag too much good stuff for the show tomorrow.
0: Well, no game tonight, so we can open tomorrow and hit the ground running. Yeah. You're 100%
1: right. Okay, uh, let's let's talk here before we give you the bets for tonight about uh, this Joel Embiid situation. Um, Embiid is going to miss another game tomorrow night. That's already been reported with left knee swelling. This will be the third straight game uh, missed by Joel Embiid. And because of the new NBA rules, uh, he can only miss eight more games before... If he misses eight more games, excuse me, he will no longer be eligible for postseason awards. Embiid now, at our show sponsor, Ken, and I know it's some domestic sports books, so the number is even longer. Um, Embiid is now the fourth choice in the betting market at BetMGM to be NBA Most Valuable Player. Jokic, plus 175, now the favorite again. SGA is at three. Luka Doncic, plus 425. Joel Embiid, plus 450. So, you know, when the the first Tim Bontem straw poll came out, Embiid was kind of like you know, Embiid got bet to be the favorite, right? And we talked about it on the show. Kind of like a someone can who definitely was like the Embiid and like I bet it also Embiid to be most valuable player. Level of concern here, thoughts here with Embiid set to miss a third straight game on Friday night.
0: Yeah, we can and we can do more of this tomorrow too. Obviously like he's he's gonna keep not playing. So we, there's no uh urgency here to like do all of it in the segment, but just a couple minutes. Um I mean, if you bet Embiid, your sense of urgency or your level of urgency has to— your panic meter has to be a little higher because he's not playing. And when he's not playing, that's really bad for his chances to win MVP. There's no way to sugarcoat that. He's missing games. And uh, and so it's it definitely hurts his candidacy. What I'm seeing in the market right now, though, is a little interesting. Just uh, at one place, he's now 7-1 to one to win, way behind. He actually has almost the same odds as Giannis uh jokic big favorite luka and sga occupying those second and third spots in some order um i went into this year and beat i thought was the most likely player to win but i also liked sga a good amount we've had guests that have liked sga i i like both of them i i think i kind of want to take them both to the finish line i think one of them will win uh my guess is just a guess the next bond temp straw poll will be at the all-star break probably which is in about a month uh, my guess is that SGA is winning that. Not by a lot. I think it'll be really close. I think what everyone's doing is they're anchoring themselves in the last one, which was several weeks ago now. We've, we're in no man's land. We haven't had any polling in a while. And so what people will do is they'll look at the last one and say, well, cross and beat off. Who's the next guy? It's Jokic. Well, he'll be the guy who's way ahead. I don't think he's thought of like that. Also, like, do people watch the games? He's got trucked by Utah last night. Like do, are people like paying He had a game where he took three shots the other day. That's just not what this is. Meanwhile, like SGA's is crushing every night. I'm not saying shake. Elgin Alexander is going to win MVP. I still think Embiid's the most likely player to win, but I think the market movement on this is going to be really predictable, right? As Embiid keeps missing, the price is going to keep getting longer. My question to everybody would just be, look, I don't know if he's, maybe he misses 25 games. Maybe he becomes ineligible. It'll definitely be the next topic like on the next Bontemps-Strapple, the topic will be what if Embiid plays like exactly 65 games and what if they fudge it a little bit to like get him the games so that he wins MVP, which he's hyper aware of, by the way. You don't think he knows how many games he needs to win and that he's the most likely player to win? You don't think he knows that? You're nuts. Definitely going to try to win it. And okay, like maybe the injury prevents him from doing it. Totally reasonable, can happen. Uh, You're definitely seeing it get bent in the market aggressively. My response to that is going to be, Okay, what what happens the first game he comes back? Let's say he misses this game. To, we know he's going to miss the game tomorrow. Let's say he misses at least that game and one other one, or that game and no other games, or he comes back pretty soon. The first game he plays and plays well, where do you think that, that's seven? Where do you think that's going? I think Luke is a zero to win this award. I've said that all along. Nothing has changed my mind. What, what's going to change my mind? Uh, the fact that they blew a game to the Grizzlies and that he's not playing tonight, but he's really gaining on Embiid over those two games. That's really happening. Like, it's, again, great. Like, Embiid's not playing. Look at what the other guys are doing. The only guy that's putting together an MVP case right now is SGA, aside from Embiid for me. And uh, and so, like, I have a lot of him, and I have way more Embiid. It's just like, do I want to buy more Embiid or not? And we need to know a little bit more about the injury, right? Uh, I I forget who reported this. I want to say it was like Josina Anderson or something, but there was a reporter who basically had like, it's normally a four to six week injury, but he played, you know, in the playoffs with the same injury. Cool. Like if you tell me he's going to be out three more weeks and his margin for error goes to zero or negative, then we got, we got to vet other players. We got to really get on top of this thing right now. When we can't say that. I don't know. That's what that is. And I, he's played 63, 64 and 66 games in different seasons in his career. My projection for how many games I think he's going to play is going to be right in that vicinity, which is right around like the 65 that you need to win. As of this exact moment, I don't feel a need to deviate from that projection. Now, if you tell me he's going to miss five more games, which is like two weeks, then that's going to change a lot of things. But like at this exact moment, I get why people are panicking. It's actually kind of the right response. I would flock to SGA before I flocked to the other two guys. And I think I might consider buying more Embiid soon. Like, I just, if he starts playing again, then this all becomes moot. The voting does not take place tomorrow. The voting takes place in April. And if he's at the end of the season and he played like 65 66 last year and he played at 65 66. And by the way, to hit 65 66 this year, he's going to play a lot to close. And if he's playing really well at the end and they win a lot of games, I still think he's the most likely player to win. And there's going to reach a tipping point. Where I would change my mind on that, and I think for a lot of people it's already happened, and for me we're still multiple games away from like that level of nervousness.
1: Okay, think uh, it's going to be. Let me see how I'm going to get the Sixers schedule up here. How many games they have coming up and like that are like clustered here in the next little bit? Uh, let's see, Sixers. And my computer is taking forever. In any events, okay. Oh, they... okay. So tomorrow. Monday, Tuesday in a back to back. So you would figure, like, even if he comes back for Monday, like he'll miss the game on Tuesday, probably right. right? The whole for the back to back
0: tomorrow. It's tomorrow and like one more, or tomorrow and two more. And yeah, like his margin for error goes down. Like I still think he could play a bunch of games in a row, and I just I I'm not panicking as much as everyone yet. Now talk to me in two weeks, maybe I'll be panicking a ton. I just I don't think that's it. And SGA is the guy I'd want.
1: And and like. Just last thing here, I think you and I both have the sense that Jokic, like, would he like to win MVP? Like, of course. I don't think, like, we feel like he cares necessarily, right, about winning NBA MVP, whereas we feel like MB does care for whatever that's worth.
0: I mean, if you if you take the favorite and the most likely player and you make him ineligible, then you can get a crazy winner that way, to be fair, because, like, the guy who quote-unquote should win isn't going to win, so then anybody can win. I don't think Jokic is as likely to win as other people do and I can be wrong about that and in a month I can change my mind that's just not how I feel about it right now I don't think he's like there in terms of like a winner definitely finish top three get votes not really a winner for me
1: alright let's give you some bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League Jake the Snake please drop the dope ass beat how about our show sponsor BetMGM the king of sports books they're the best how about their refer a friend program how awesome is this all you gotta do sign into your BetMGM account you click on the promotions tab and in a few simple steps, both you and your buddy will receive a $100 bonus, a bonus. Details can be found at BetMGM.com. Download the BetMGM app and start winning with the king of sportsbooks. Can uh, bets, please, tonight in the National Hockey League?
0: Oh, hockey first. Uh, a couple things that I like tonight. I am laying puck line on Carolina, a super advantageous rest spot against Anaheim, who's off, like, their best game of the season. Seems like a good setup. It's a huge number. Like, I'll just play the puck line on Carolina. Uh, And then the other game that I really like is Arizona, who's now like a plus dog at home to Calgary. And then just to remind people, Kanish came on, he really liked the Bruins against Vegas. So Arizona, Carolina puck line, Vegas, and I'll do NBA really quick. I have one bet in the NBA tonight. Uh, I am laying Milwaukee at two and a half at home against Boston. Everybody, everybody thought Boston was going to sit guys. And they didn't, and that's caused the market to crash back down. Uh, overtime against Minnesota, Milwaukee in a terrible run of this is like a really good bounce back game for Milwaukee. Like this is the this is the all in Milwaukee game, and you get Boston in the worst fatigue spot of the season.
1: I I love Milwaukee. Also, I'm happy that you like the Bucks. I like the Bucks. Also, I have one more NBA bet that I'll give you in a second. But first, a couple bets in the NHL. Martin Jones, who. Martin Jones starting tonight for Toronto. I just feel like like his level of play. I feel like this is all unsustainable. I'm gonna ride with Alex Fasano's Islanders tonight as a short home dog against the Toronto Maple Leaf. So give me the uh, give me the Islanders tonight, and then Rangers puck line. Shosturk. The Rangers are playing awesome, and the goaltending's been terrible. At some point. It's going to come around for the Rangers, and it happens tonight on the road at the Blues. Rangers on the puck line on the road at St. Louis. And to finish the New York theme, and I like Milwaukee, oh, baby, no Luka Doncic tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. How good are my New York Knicks with the original gangsta, OG Obi Four and a half on the road at Dallas. Knicks going to win this game by 10. Great, tremendous th- Football Thursday edition of the show. Uh, Ken, I'll talk to you tomorrow on a Phenomenal Football Friday.
0: Uh, sounds good. Hopefully, MB it's not out for like the season by then. that would be great. Yeah.
1: All right. Wishing everybody minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck. We will talk to you tomorrow at three PM Eastern.
0: Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's Bet MGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM.